You are listening to LMC Cast, a production of LMC Media. In this month, we at LMC have gone to the dogs. Literally. We absolutely love our pups. They are truly one of our best animal friends. In our community, there is plenty of things for humans to do. But what about our furrier family members? What is available for them to do around town? We ventured out of the studio to find out more about the lives of dogs. Dogs have been our best friends for the past 30,000 years. Their keen sense of smell and hearing, intelligence and loyalty, has made them ideal companions for hunting and gathering, search and rescue, and livestock herding. In recent years, the ASPCA has estimated that 1.6 million dog adoptions have occurred on a yearly basis in the U.S. alone. During the COVID-19 pandemic, however, that number has increased by more than double. We spoke with a local adoption center, the New York Pet Rescue in Harrison, where we met with Paula Krenkel about the increase in dog adoptions. We serve the community, and not just the dogs, but it's, in Pet Rescue, this particular kennel has become kind of a meeting place and for people that are walking dogs, that like dogs, that want to help, that are involved with other groups. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. We go out to the community. We do workshops with uh, school groups, scouts. I'll go bring animals. We talk about rescue. We talk about humane treatment of animals and each other. Um, which is where it has to start. We work very hard to make the best match. We look at everything. We look at the, where the person lives, the lifestyle, uh, the energy level, the energy level of the dog, the training the dog needs. Um, um, and that's what we do. We spend a tremendous amount of time talking to people, getting to know them, and getting to know the dogs. We know the dogs. Our dogs are in foster homes. Some of them are here at the kennel, but we try to get them out into the community as fast as possible so we understand what's their temperament. Are they barkers? Some dogs are barkers. Um, Not good for an apartment. Uh, Some dogs would not do well in a high traffic area. Which dogs would work well in Manhattan? Which dogs need a country? Which dogs need... We just worked with a, a family that has a farm because we had a dog that really needed to be outdoors all the time. So I think in that way, we try to bring the community into our pet rescue community so they understand what we do and understand why it's about the match. We also had the chance to speak with a local dog groomer. She talks about her experiences with working with dogs and where is she right now. My name is Lisa Conrad. I am 54 years old. I used to be a school teacher um, and love animals, always have loved animals and decided to Um, change careers and become a dog groomer. Um, I've worked with dogs since I was 18. I've always had dogs since I was three. The biggest challenge is making sure that everybody's safe. Um, People don't realize that dogs don't just sit there and cooperate while they're on the table. They're scared, they're nervous. um, And sometimes they're not used to being brushed out. They're not used to being handled. Um, It's so important to really educate. And that's one of the things that I want to do is not only just be a dog groomer, but I want to be that dog's best friend. And that's, that's exactly what I want to be. I want to be the dog's best friend from, from everything. And sometimes people don't realize that they need to start from day one with that dog on 
handling the dog, touching the paws. So the dog gets used to having the paw held to be clipped or getting its face touched and scissoring near the ears. Um, sometimes it sounds weird for the dog, just the scissors opening and closing. Um, the vibrating of the clippers on the, like when you scoop around the eyes or the bottom of the pads or you're cleaning up certain areas of the dog. Um, it's not like they just sit there and cooperate. Um, sometimes they're scared, you're blow drying them and sometimes they urinate on the table in the middle of being blown dry, you've got to stop and wash them again and start all over. Um, it happens and that's all things that people don't take into account. Dogs have a huge personalities that a lot of people don't even give them credit for. And the more you talk to them, the more you communicate with them, the more they're able to communicate back with you. Um, so yeah, it's just, um, that's the best part of grooming is their personalities and, and the connection that you feel to certain dogs. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I miss working in the salon is we had dogs that were there for daycare that would just come and spend the whole day and, you know, you're eating lunch and you're sharing your lunch with them and, and they just come running in and they're playing and you get to play with them. And that's the best part. They're just really, they just bring a lot of joy to people. Um, I know with the passing away, I had so many messages from friends or classmates or people that have met him that would just, you know, make comments about how much he meant and things that they remembered about him for just, he used to go everywhere. So a lot of people in Marinick knew him. I used to take them and tie him up outside when we go for pizza. And they like the, the people would come and talk to him, the meter maids. He, he, he knew everybody. Very social. There's kind of a joke that people, that uh, a lot of people say that people end up looking like their pets or their pets end up looking like them. And it's, it's true that there is one particular client that, um, it comes to mind and yeah like the dog and the mom looked so much like they had the same hair it was a a charcoal brown it's a charcoal gray big huge standard poodle and the hair would just kind of flop around on the head and the mom had the same color hair and the same hairstyle it was just curly and flopped around um so yeah they definitely do um People have even said that I look like my older dog buddy, just the mannerisms and, and expressions sometimes and eyes. Um, so yeah, they definitely, you know, they, they follow their owners. They pick up traits and, and mannerisms, even my little dog. I mean, she, her behavior is very similar to mine. Sometimes I just see her, the way she interacts with other dogs. Um, sometimes the way I interact with people um she definitely has my personality she's much prettier though <laughs> after meeting with the professionals we headed out to largemont dog beach to see if we could talk to anybody there it was a small but beautiful park and beach that our fr furry friends could splash in the water it was there where we met mr j holliday and his lovely dog pepper She's um, about one and a half, so she was a COVID puppy, and she's a, an Aussie Doodle, which is Australian Shepherd and Poodle Mix. She's, uh, we, as I said, we got her about uh, just over a year ago, and she's been a great addition to the family. So we, I think, we've been thinking about, we were thinking about getting dog for quite a while, and then, you know, COVID hit, and like many people, it, we were at home and a lot more, and decided that... Um, 
you know, now is probably a good time to, to bring a puppy. We have four children, and they're all old enough now to help take care. So sort of early 2020, we started looking, and um, we, found, um, Pepper. we found Pepper online and um, decided, you know, to, um, to buy her. She was from a breeder. We, we, we looked in... Um, in some dog homes, but unfortunately, there was very little inventory. Um, you know, everybody seemed to be getting dogs, so we ended up going to a breeder and we researched a lot. And uh, it seemed like the uh, Australian Shepherd and, and Poodle Mix was a really good combination. So I think, you know, as I said, we're in Larchmont, so we walk around the village a lot. One big frustration is there's very few places just to tie up your dog when you need to run into a store and buy something. You know, you got to look for a garbage can that has an old chain on it or something like that to hook up the leash to. Or um, There aren't that many um, kind of dog-friendly places. Stans is, a, is you know, in Larchmont Village is a, is a great breakfast and coffee place, and they, they kind of, you know, they put dog water bowls outside and stuff but still you know there's no way really to tie them up you can find a bike rack maybe uh i wouldn't say it's an overly dog friendly area that's for sure you know we went up to newport rhode island and every store it's a very dog they proclaim themselves to be a, a, a dog friendly town and every store allows dogs in and every restaurant and, and bar and and store caters to them has little like treats outside and water bowls so i think there could definitely be some some significant improvements there and again it'd be good for business it's a walking town and i i don't know what the percentage is but i would say a good percentage of the families in this area have dogs so you know it could be a great opportunity for, for store owners and retailers to um to cater to them better after having fun and getting a bit wet we drove to new rochelle where we visited pa's place at ward acres park this park is one of the largest in the area and is where we chatted with Michael French and his two dog pals about the location and his hopes for future canine recreation in the area. Yeah, so my dog is Sandy. She's a Carolina dog over there. We've had her for uh, about five years. Um, we rescued her from a, um, uh, a group up in, um, up in Orange, New Jersey, um, right by Newburgh. And then uh, the foster I have currently right now, is his name is Seuss. And Seuss is a bull terrier mix. So he's got a little American bull terrier in there. And he's got a little uh, straight bull terrier. That's why he's got the long nose. Um, and he, he's uh, through Snars. He was found uh, by the Rio Grande. Um, he was chained to a fence, emaciated with distemper and just in really bad shape. Um, and he's, he's totally changed himself around. He's a beautiful, healthy, happy dog now. This is the largest dog park in the area, and, and there's plenty of room to, to roam around. And, and, you know, it's three and a half acres in the large dog, dog park and another half acre in the small dog park. Plus, there's trails around the outside of it. So if your dog doesn't want to hang out in here, you can go for a hike outside, and, that, and that's great. My, my dog loves it. I bring her here every single day. Well, we, we hike on the Leatherstocking Trail. Um, we go up to Connecticut to Mohegan Lake because she likes to swim. Uh, in the wintertime, we always go to Playland Beach, but it's only open from October to April. Um, don't go to Dog Beach in Mamaroneck that or in Larchmont that often because it's, it's pretty small. If, if it's low tide, there's there's enough room, but if it's high tide, there's, there's not much there. You know, I, we don't take my dog out that much to like restaurants, just because I, I, I would agree that there's. Um, first of all, she's she's not 
she she's uh, active. She won't just sit there. He would sit there like next to me and not, you know, I could eat a, a full dinner and he wouldn't even get up. She's a little bit more uh, curious, I guess, nice. and would be walking around a lot. But I, but I do think that you know there's a lot of businesses that don't allow dogs into the businesses, and there's and and there's quite frankly there could be besides this, there could be other dog parks. Um, you know, it'd be great if Large Monterey Marinac had one, just for some variety. Um, it would really be great if there was a larger beach all year. But I, I will say that that it would be it would be helpful even if Larchmont and Mamaroneck would would allow dogs like you can't take your dog to Flint Park, even though a lot of people do. Um, and it's I understand that there's issues with dogs that don't behave, but I don't think all dogs should be penalized because of some bad actors. Um, and, and I also understand there's people who are afraid of dogs, so I, I, I get why you have to have them on a leash, and that's fine. It would just be nice to be able to bring your dog into the park and have them hang out with you. We decided to cool off and take a break from the outside to talk to Jerry Barbario, who is the village manager and a dog owner as well. As the village manager, my job is to basically oversee every department except the police department. Uh, I'm involved in things as simple as approving a sidewalk cafe and as complicated as getting involved in large sewer projects and road projects and at times um, advising the board of trustees on um, some things that we need here. I'm also the budget officer, so I'm the person responsible for um, developing the budget and maintaining the budget throughout the year. I do have a dog. I have a beagle. Her name is Josette. Uh, she is a rescue dog. Uh, she lives with us in our apartment um, on the other side of town. And uh, she's a wonderful dog. We've had her for about, um, we've had for about seven years now. And uh, she's a beagle that doesn't bark, so she's the ideal beagle. And um, it, we enjoy her very much. The village, I believe, has probably several thousand dogs throughout the village. I know that, checking with the um, deputy clerk, Sally Roberts, we have um, 503 dog licenses that, are, that were issued last year. So if you look at the number of dog licenses and potentially the number of people who um, probably don't get a dog license because the dog's inside or stays on the property, um, you're probably a couple of thousand dogs throughout the village, which is significant for a community that, uh, you know, of 20,000 people. So I think it's quite a bit. We have several canine dogs um, for the police department. We do not, to my knowledge, currently have a dog that helps us with um, fire and rescue type of operations. Although that would be an interesting proposition, um, our volunteer, our fire department is a volunteer, uh, volunteer uh, service police department is a paid service, so it's easier to have a, a police officer, a canine officer, with a, with a dog, um, and that dog typically stays with that officer, um, lives with them, lives with the family, lives at the house, and then goes out on patrol and in other operations with the, uh, with the handler, with the, dog, with, the, uh, with the canine officer. Now, so the service dogs would typically be um, from my knowledge, um, someone uh, who potentially might have PTSD or something along those lines that needs the dog as a companion to help them um, manage during, during their, their illness or their, their episode. And so, um, you know, those dogs are identified. We also have dogs that, that um, are in the village that actually go into our parks and chase the geese as well. So we, 
Dogs are, you know, welcome in this community. Um, you can see from the number of licenses that we have a lot of dogs in this uh, in this community, but also um, they're utilized in different ways and ways that I think um, are very beneficial for them because they can get their exercise and interact with with people, and then of course for for the for the people themselves who who have the dogs. There's been an ad hoc co committee, uh, dog park committee, that has been formed by the mayor and board, and. Um, and they've uh, looked and explored a site at Harbor Island Park right off of um, Boston Post Road. And so that may be developing in the near future. Uh, a one-acre site would be fenced in. There would be two sections. There would be a large dog park and then a smaller dog park side by side. Um, there would be a, a hose-down station um, to kind of clean up the paws and, and before they go back in the car. And then there would be dedicated parking, which is behind the sewer plant for that dog park. Uh, so we're slowly developing that. I'm going through the secret process now, which is a, a process to determine whether there's an impact or not. Um, and then from there, um, I plan to present it to the board, purchase the fence, and have our forces, have our parks department actually install the fence and, and uh, put it up as a late fall, winter type project. So that's what we're looking for. So a one acre dog, dog park would be significant uh, and it would also probably be sufficient for a community our size. Building the dog park is a big deal for me uh, because this will be my second dog park that I built. I built another dog park in another community where I used to work. But when a dog is allowed, who might be somewhat restricted like my dog is, um, to be able to run open and free, in a, in a large space, then you're going to get the personality come out of that dog, and she's going to get she he or she is going to get the exercise and the health benefits that comes with that. And so I think the dog park is going to be a fantastic initiative for this community, and uh, I I can't wait to I can't wait to get that done. We were not ready to let the sleeping dog lie, so we drove out to Harbor Island Park in Mamaroneck to get some local opinions. Um. Well, there's, there's a couple of dog parks. Um, they're not necessarily in Mamaroneck, but like there's one in Fort Chester that's really good. And um, I mean, the public parks are very accommodating. You know, a lot of other dogs are around and uh, he's, he's good enough to stay within the boundaries of the park himself. And, you know, it's all been good so far, so that's fine. I mean, a lot of the businesses in, in the area, like if, if you want to go to a restaurant or something like that, and you want to like get the food and, and bring it out with you or something like that, like garden catering or, uh, I forgot the other one. There was like this place that sells like smoothies, forget the name, but. Anyway, they'll let you just bring the dog in while you order and, and go out. Or if you're sitting outside on the uh, on the tables or something like that, that's fine too. So that's nice. I think one thing they desperately need is a uh, is a water fountain. Yeah, that's that's one we definitely need for for both the dogs and the people, to be honest. But uh, it'd be nice around here to have an area where you can refill the water. You know, hopefully they probably have the same realization. There, it's like, of course, a water fountain. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like the one thing the park is missing. My name's Hilary Short. And my dog is called Alfie, and he's a schnoodle, which is a mix of a schnauzer poodle. And um, I got him in October. He was found on the streets of New Jersey. He wasn't fixed and he wasn't tagged. So nobody knows where he came from, but he's about three years old. First of all, he's my first dog since I've lived in New York. So that's very special. And um, He's very attached to me. 
um, he follows me around like a, you know, as a shadow behind me. And he was so frightened and scared when he first came that he lived under the bed. So, um, and he's now got this personality and he's always very happy. He doesn't really like the heat. And Alfie, unlike all his friends, they all run into the Harbour Island, into the water, you know, round the back there on the beach. But Alfie stops at the edge. He won't go in. So I think that a lot of them handle it by going in that water and a lot of them swim and catch balls and everything. It's fabulous to see. And we, we go to Right Hand Park because they allow dogs before nine o'clock in the morning off leash. In the winter, we go to Ride Beach Playland. And um, we meet a lot of our Mamaronek residents there too. A lot of people from Mamaronek, because we don't have an official dog park, um, do hang out in Rytown Playland or at um, Rytown Beach or right the Playland Beach. Um, I know a lot of our residents also go to Larchmont Beach, to the public beach there. But Alfie doesn't really like, it's too small for him and it's too hot in the summer for Alfie at that beach. I would love there to be a proper dog park, you know, an enclosed dog park locally. Um, I think that's really, really important for the community. And um, it's well overdue because so many people have dogs and I don't think our neighbourhood should really have to be going to Ward Acres in New Rochelle or being up at eight o'clock in the morning to get our dogs to Right Town Park. From the meeting with Miss Short, we met with another member of the dog park committee in Mamaroneck whose name is Miss Carey. She sat down with us to share her knowledge about the town and the status of the village dog park. I am on the Village of Mamaroneck Parks and Rec Committee. Um, I'm also on their dog park subcommittee. And one of the biggest reasons I applied to be on the committee was this very reason. I really wanted to push for the dog park. The village has talked about having a dog park for a long time, um, but there's never really been that push to kind of make it happen. Um, right now, where local residents take their dogs, mostly they take their dogs down to Harbor Island, um, but dogs have to be on leash there. The village recently just extended the areas in which people can bring their dogs down to the harbor. It used to just be on the West Basin side. Now you can bring them throughout the harbor um, as long as they're on leash, um, except for like the playgrounds and the beach um, and the playing fields. But otherwise, they're allowed in the park, which is great because they were never allowed throughout the whole park before. The village is looking into creating a dog park in Mamaronek. Um, as far as I know there was a petition that went around in 2019 um, that specifically asked for Taylor's Lane in the village to be turned into a dog park. The problem with Taylor's Lane was that it was classified as a New York State Superfund site because it used to be a former dump in the village. So the village never really had full control over what they could do with that property. It was fully remediated. Um, quite a few years ago now, um, but the state really hadn't cleared it for any use. The last update that I received from the village was that the only thing that that site can be used for is passive recreation. So unfortunately, um, a dog park could never happen there because that's not considered passive. 
Um, so maybe the only thing they could possibly put there at some point are walking trails. So right now, um, what we're doing is we scouted out several other locations in the village, um, the dog park committee, and it looks like we're trying to create a space down at the harbor, which is great because it's a central location. Um, so it's very walkable um, for the for the residents of Mamaroneck. Um Right now we're in the process of kind of outlining where it will go. And once we have that down, then we can start working on the design of the dog park. How did dog owners fare during the COVID-19 pandemic? So many dogs you meet are a product of COVID. But I think it'd be interesting to see um, what's going to happen now that everyone has to go back to work in September. You know, I think there's already a lack of um, dog care facilities. We've taken in more dogs and we've been much more aggressive about marketing our dogs and getting them out there. We have not had dogs returned because of the pandemic or we haven't felt that people are because we do ask, what happens when you go back to work? Are you going to be, can you take care of the dog? So we have not, you know, we make sure they know and we give them resources, doggy daycare, dog walkers, pet sitters. Um, and we talk about, about leaving your dog. Don't, even if you're working at home, make sure the dog has some time alone so they, they get used to that. So no, our numbers only changed because we've done a lot more um, social media postings. It's really social media that are getting our dogs out there. So we don't have a real like regular staff. So we're here all the time and we were, we were our own little pod. Um, and we were very masked until everybody got vaccinated. Um, we, there was only one of us in the office at any one time. We have the clinic here and that was closed for a while, but even when it was at, they all are masked. So we do pay a vet and a vet tech. But the pandemic didn't affect us, any of us. You know, everybody was very comfortable with each other. We knew, we all knew our lifestyles. Nobody was going to restaurants. Nobody was coming here straight from a, you know, uh, an event. It was just here, and everybody was pretty much in lockdown. So we were very lucky and had no cases of COVID here related to here. We didn't have many dogs at all during the first six months, I guess, like from. April through August, March through August, whenever we, you know, pretty much closed down. Then we started taking dogs in. But because we have so many great volunteers, you know, you'll get a volunteer just sitting in one of the runs um, or taking a dog and sitting outside. So we we were very lucky. We were very, I, I know a number of shelters did have to close. And I think the ASPCA, I think, and, or ASPCA or this ACC in Manhattan, I had to close an entire unit, which is gigantic, and they had to find homes for all their dogs because of an outbreak of COVID. There's a lot more dogs in the park. Um, we have, um, we, we want to make sure that the owners pick up after their dogs. That's kind of a little bit of a problem that we, that we see, uh, and we want that, you know, we want dog owners to be more responsible, but that's occasional. Those issues come up occasionally. Other than that, you can see just by driving by the park at any time during the day, that there's so many dogs and so many owners on, on, you know, keeping their dogs on a leash. I think dogs are a really important part of the community, um, any community. Um, when I walk the dogs we, with Alfie, we know people that have small children that have or don't have dogs, and they like to pet Alfie if they don't have dogs. And um, 
I think it's good for children to be able to pet dogs and be familiar with them. So it's a really great socialization tool for dog owners and the dogs. Um, it gets you out and about. It's a good form of exercise. And it's, you know, teaches you compassion. If you don't have a child, it's good for you to be caring for something else other than yourself. Having a pet is, is what you put into it as well. And you've got to have a pet with the right intention. You're bringing on a member of the family. And it's not just to service you. It's you've got to take care of them as well. And I think you build a relationship with the pet. And um, you have to be, it's like everything in life. You know, you have to be very positive. And you have to think of things to do. You have to be adventurous. You have to, you have to take them out a lot. You've got to be prepared to get up in the morning and do it. And honestly, that has lifted my spirits every morning. It forces me in the morning to get up and do some exercise and go for, go for a nice long walk. And, um, you know, she's been great company. So I think you've got to look at when you get a pet, you know, what's the opportunity, you know, for both sides and what are the positives and how can you really, you know, sometimes it's a life, lifestyle change. It's such a wonderful thing to have a dog in your life. Um, it's great for kids. It's it's love like you'll never experience. You know, it's just it's so unconditional. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's this is our second dog, and I thought my first dog was going to be the love of my life, and the second dog is just as much the love of my life as my first one was, and there's just it's just a great thing and I would do it forever and keep fighting for our dog park <laughs> that's the most important thing right now we definitely got a lot of passionate human responses but what about what the dogs think themselves what would they say about the parks and the community luckily we got some answers hmm those are some interesting opinions. Well, that was an adventure. Despite getting barked at, growled at, splashed on the beach, and almost getting smooched to death, we learned that our four-legged friends are truly part of us. They are family, protectors, and loyal companions, and if treated with respect, will love us unconditionally. So please do your part and the dogs will thank you. From all of us at LMC Media, thank you for listening. Until next time, take care of yourselves, your pets, and each other. <laughs>